Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 171 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and uh, we have a great episode today, I think. Today, we're going to talk about a guaranteed success plan for your side hustle or small business. Guaranteed is such a strong word. It is a strong word, but I think that we, I think that after we iron out the plan for everybody and explain what it is, and then at the end, we'll justify it. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we're, there's an asterisk on any guarantee, right? Every guarantee has an asterisk, right? So what's, what's the asterisk that we don't actually guarantee it? Is that, well, I mean, if you bought, you could buy a, uh, you know, you buy a car and it's got a hundred thousand mile warranty on it, but if you drive it into a lake, I mean, that's on you. That's not on sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Okay, so if you if you decide to do something to drive your business into the ground or uh, or if like a meteor hits your city. Okay, I can't control those things. I was I wasn't worried before, but now I am. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I can't control I can't control every can't control everything. But in all seriousness, I think that when we put this together and we discussed it, that um, these are some simple steps. And really what they do, in my opinion, then I'll let you give yours, Mark, um, is they are the initial killers of a side hustle. So all we're doing is planning to stop those initial killers from happening. And then you and then the only way to go then is through success, asterisk, meteor strikes or anything else. Yeah. So I um, I love your qualifications there. And also, I think that this is a reasonable guarantee. Yeah, because all we're we're, and we're going to make this sound a lot longer than it really is, right? Because we have some time to fill up together. Um, But all it really is is to is to actually do the business. You know, that's that's what it's going to boil down to is is yes, you you will succeed if you do the the business things and you do them regularly and consistently. And I think what we'll do is kind of talk about why um, some people do fail at this, mm-hmm. what they do and don't do, and then go through those steps that will develop into a success plan that you can implement that, um, that will do just what it sounds like. It'll, it'll make you profitable. Yeah. I mean, this actually, this, this episode is really exciting for me because I think it's really practical. So let's just jump into kind of the concept and go into, uh, we've got four or five steps here that are involved in the guarantee. Sounds good. So you're want to start a high side hustle just to maybe we'll narrow down the audience. You want to start a side hustle or maybe, um, maybe you haven't pulled the trigger yet or you just started. And, and even if you're still pretty new and you've already started, this is a great episode for you. Okay. Um, it's probably, it's also a great episode for you. If you're looking to do things on a shoestring or a tight budget, Mm -hmm. right. You don't, maybe a different episode. If you've been saving, uh, your whole career 
right? And you retired from the military, then you retired from another job, and now you have two pensions and 200 grand in the bank, right? Different episode for you. Yes. I mean, we're not going to do that episode, but (laughs) there would be theoretically a different episode for you because, I mean, you're set. Just Yeah, you're set. But we should do an episode for, for a bigger budget one. I like that. Or okay. the independently they, wealthy people side hustle. I like that. Yeah. Just the folks who have, just the folks who already have some money are looking to invest it. Right. And, yeah. and a lot okay. of this, a lot of the episodes, we discuss things like that about marketing and advertising and things you'll right. spend some money in, you know, paying cash for a machine. But this one's a little bit more of a, you're working on a tight budget and that's typically, um, these, uh, small business owners that are, go- that are going to start with a tight budget. Yeah. Um, they, don't start because they're right. afraid they're going to fail. Yes. Right. Um, or they like start up, get things going and give up immediately. Man, you know, I see this all the time in the Facebook and Instagram comments and things like that. And it's so it's so frustrating that I can't just uh, slap folks around a little bit, <laughs> you know, because they, you know, they'll say things like, um, you know, with inflation so high, nobody can afford that kind of price for equipment. Or um, I could never spend that kind of money or it's a car payment, you know? So these are the people that they're not even starting out of fear of of failure. They're starting out of um, some fundamental positioning in their minds, you know, about, about what things are and what they Mm -hmm. cost and, you know, things like that. So I just think it's important to acknowledge that if you found this podcast and you're not necessarily worried about failure, but everything just seems like a crap load of money to you and unattainable, that maybe this will reorient you. And maybe that's the guaranteed part that attracted you. Mm -hmm. Like I can invest some of this money as long as I commit to it and I can still be successful. Yeah. And, 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 and then we'll get into some money soon. But when you think about a lot of businesses out there, if you want to start a food truck, um, if you, if, I mean, if similar hospitality, if you want to open up a restaurant, you know, if you want to start Anything. a a lawn care business, you know, you're you're going to invest more money than you would in in what in we're custom t driving here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's great about this is you don't need uh, a truck or a trailer. You know, you don't need to go through food inspections through the state. You know, there's a lot of great things. So, but I think this just rounds it up is let's go ahead and, and start talking about some of the money, right? Because the <clears throat> the first step that we have here, and by the way, all this knowledge and all this stuff comes from our own personal experiences of failing at side hustles. We're, we're both serial side hustlers. Yeah, I've, I've, I've started and thought of and not started and failed numerous times in my life, you know, since I was, you know, a teenager and just for all the reasons we're going to name. Um, also, just uh, us working in the Facebook groups, working at Coldesi, um, yeah. talking to small business owners who are getting going and then um, our friends and family. Yeah. And you know, I've these, definitely these killed a few. I've killed a few very promising businesses in, yeah. in my time. You know, it's a side hustle. But, um, you know, I also kind of want to acknowledge those people that uh, have started um, and then just kind of packed everything up mm-hmm. you know, within the first month or two because they got a little overwhelmed. So I think, you know, maybe this will help put you on the right. Track. Yeah, it, it is. And it is overwhelming. You know, right. especially if you're not kind of prepped for it. So 
the first step, I think, before we get to money is um, you need to know what you plan to offer and, 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 then, and then who will pay for it. And I don't mean the business, but I mean the product you're going to sell. Right. And, and hopefully you're working backwards. I mean, we do a great job in introducing people to the coolest technology on the planet for making custom apparel. I mean, digital heat FX, DTG printers, DTF, sublimation, you know, the, the idea isn't to start with, oh, this is the, the device I'm going to use to make things. Mm-hmm. Let me figure out what I can make with them and who I can sell them to. It's the other way around. You know, like Mark Vila said, it's um, who are you going to sell to? Mm-hmm. What are you going to sell them? Right. That, that should be your starting point from the business idea. Now, um, there's nothing wrong with saying, I would like to start a t-shirt business or an oh, yeah. embroidery business. Yeah. Why? Because I think t-shirts or embroidery or signs or, or whatever it might be, um, awards, I, I think they're cool and interesting and fun. And I'd like to sell that to people because right now I, I am a plumber. And uh, when I meet everybody, nobody is really happy to see me because their house is broken. <laughs> and, and I would like to be in a business where people are happy to see me because I'm, I just made a new sign for their business or I made t-shirts for, um, you know, for a, a baseball team. And that just sounds like fun to me. So I, I, I think that the, the concept can start from a very broad concept that you want to sell t-shirts. Um, but you need to have a, a niche market, which we talk about all the time, bunches of episodes, you know? So, and it may be that you start with the niche market. Like you've got, you know, you're, maybe you're a dance mom or you're a cheer dad or a, you know, ice hockey dad. And you look around you or you're Mark Vila and you take your daughter to ice skating all the time. So you look around and there are all these people that are spending hundreds of dollars on jackets, embroidered jackets that look terrible. And you see an opportunity. It's just like, I like embroidery. Um, I've got a built-in market here. Everybody spends a lot of money on these. You know, let's take the next step because I know what I'm going to offer. I'm going to offer embroidered goods and I know who I'm going to offer them to. I'm going to offer it to this um, ice skating niche as an example. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's tons of this stuff and it's all over the place. Uh, some other things we wrote down, like um, restaurants, <clears throat> maybe you've worked in a bunch of restaurants, you've managed one or two, right? Or you've been a, uh, a cook in your area for a little while and you know a bunch of people in restaurants. So in yeah. restaurants, you could, uh, um, you could sell to, you could sell aprons and polos and t-shirts. And if you get a printer, you could sell menus and potentially signage for restaurants and, and you have some connections. So, um, you know, how many, how, you know, how many employees they have, you know, that each person kind of buys a certain amount of shirts. You've got a niche, you know, who to sell, you know, who you're going to sell it to. You're yeah. Sell it to. You're, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're a new mom and you look around at when you go to uh, baby and me yoga, you know, you, you look around at, uh, at nine other women that have just dropped three grand on strollers. <laughs> and, you know, you're looking at, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I could customize that with the baby's name. I could do diaper bags. I could do um, their first onesies in, in bling. You know, you've 
got both kind of that niche market, an affinity for it. You've identified that they're spending money on it. And, you know, we haven't gotten to a device that you're going to use to make this stuff yet, you know, yeah. but you still, you've got a good, you've got a good opportunity. You've identified a market, you know, people spend money. Yeah. And it can even be a little more broad where uh, one of the notes we made here is just like local small business, mm-hmm. because you, you know, you, you recognize that there's opportunity in your area. Um, you, you may be you are pretty decent at meeting and networking with people. And you just say, you know what? I really, I really think that my business could be, I could just go to the local businesses in my area and I can yeah. outfit them. Tons of them don't, don't wear polo shirts, went to their meetings and, and the close, maybe the closest place <clears throat> that does work, you know, doesn't really do a good job or, or isn't close at all, you know? So, th- so there's a lot of stuff like that. Mark, you know, both of us, when we have, um, when people ask us what we do, mm-hmm. If we say the words t-shirt or embroidery, they immediately ask us, can you do shirts for us? Yeah. Or where can I get these? Yeah. Every, I mean, all every time. time it's, all it's time. like clockwork. Yeah. 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 All, all, it's very consistent that somebody asks me to do something. <clears throat> um, I got a text message just the other day from a college buddy. Yeah. Someone told me you do shirts. And I said, I mean, kind of, you know, but anyway, but the, so you've got, you've got to, but, but all in all, besides that, you have to kind of narrow down who you're going to try to sell to. And it can be more than one, yeah. but you've got to have a plan. If your plan is just, I'm going to sell embroidery to everybody who wants it, you're going to struggle on when it comes to um, reaching out to people and planning who you're going to talk to and making yes. your website. I mean, I mean, literally, I want you guys, I want everyone to write this down. The answer to who is your customer cannot be everyone. Yeah. Like it, it literally cannot be everyone. The more people you try to sell to, the fewer sales you're going to make. It's hard. That is my, that is my prediction. Yeah, it's harder. You need to have a message that you deliver. And the the reason is like, if you're going to, if you're going to sell embroidery, right, or t-shirts or signage, it doesn't matter. And you decide you want to, one of the things you're going to do for your business, which is a great idea is to start an Instagram. Mm -hmm. Simple, it's free, you know, and you can reach people. Well, what's that page going to look like if you're trying to sell to everybody? Right. Right now, if you decided, well, I'm really going for mom market and maybe you have another one, mom market and dance market, both. Yeah. So I'm going to do babies and I'm looking to do dance. Now you've got a message for your social media to look, look like, you know, I just got a, I just got a flashback to the dancing E-Trade baby. I don't know. I don't know why. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm shutting I mean, the podcast off right now. Just. We we we've got tons of we've got tons of podcasts on this. We'll uh, link to ones about choosing your niche market. Yeah, uh, that'll that'll tell you more. But but I think suffice it to say, you definitely do need to know what you're going to offer, and um and who's going to buy. It. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And and that gives you so now that you're in that space, the reason why this is first is uh, just like what Mark mentioned, where you kind of said working backwards, meaning that you're not deciding you're going to buy an embroidery machine and then figuring out who you're going to sell to, even though it it, it could be a little wishy-washy, as I mentioned, you know, on, well, you do like embroidery, right? But 
it is very important that you have a market first, who you're going to sell to, because that's going to influence the decision you're going to make on any equipment you're going to invest in. Mm-hmm. This will help you decide if a cutter is the right option, if an embroidery machine is right, if a printer is right, um, if you want to do direct-to-garment printing or, or digital heat effects printing. It will help you decide that. It'll also to help you decide if just one is good enough. Right. And it, it also may, you know, it may um, uncover a passion for you. So in other words, like you may end up limiting yourself. Well, after you, you look at who your market might be and uh, what you can sell them, maybe what they might pay, you may realize that I wanted to, I thought I wanted to go into the embroidery business. Mm-hmm. But after I really look at the, at my customers, they'll, I'll probably do better with just printed t-shirts or with vinyl or with promotional products, you know, that there may be a decision point for you here. And and also the, 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 the one piece of technology, but also the multiple piece, you know, is a big part of it. I, if I was, if I liked embroidery, like that was kind of the passion, which it it is very cool. And if you're into sewing and things like that, you, it it might be a great thing you, you want to get into. Um, and, and my niche was going to be restaurants. I would be concerned that I don't have an option besides embroidery to sell to, um, you know, the bussers and the kitchen staff and the cleaning crew and things like that, because the embroidered shirts might be great for the front of the house and the management, but really, you know, line cooks aren't looking for an embroidered polo typically. Right. Now they may, they may, depending on the restaurant, they may have, they may be doing embroidery wearing chef jackets mm-hmm. or they might just want t-shirts. Yeah. Right. And, and it's not, it's not necessarily fancy t-shirts. I think one day we're going to uh, do a podcast. Why everyone should own a cutter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've done that one. No. Let's put well, it on the list. <clears throat> now that we kind of, so the step one is, you know, what your what plan, you know, who you're going to sell to, you know, what you're going to sell them. Yep. And you even have an idea of what they're going to pay for it. I think that's yep. like the last little bit. You should kind of know, you know, um, who are these people? Uh, what are they willing to pay? Right. If you're going to do embroidery and you think that they're not willing to pay more than like 10 bucks for anything, then you're going to struggle with trying to be profitable in embroidery. You need something that's faster. Right. Agreed. So, I mean, that that's why it's part of the decision making process. And that and that goes to the next to the next set of decisions that you, you need to make when you kind of create an expense budget. Right. Because you're going to have to look look at what it cost you on a regular or on a monthly basis to run your business just from the basics, because, you know, it's not all about supply costs for a printer or thread or um, even blank t-shirts. It's the fundamental businessy stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like um, your website, even if it's a Shopify store, it's going to cost you something every month. Um, you might have email costs. You've got to Mark. I, I know both of us have, have gone through these expenses recently to set up an LLC. Mm-hmm. you know, and to keep that up with the state. Yeah. You have state fees. You may, um, you may want to have a little bit of money set up to just to talk to an accountant, to, to someone who's going to do your taxes for you. And maybe that's next year. Right. 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 It might not be today, but it's, but still, it's kind of a, it's something to consider. 
Um, you, any state fees that you're going to have to pay, licensing fees you may have to have. Um, uh, email, if you want to have a website, you know, um, you know, uh, mariasembroidery.com and you want orders at mariasembroidery.com to be an email address, then those things all cost a little bit of money. All this stuff is pretty cheap too. Yeah. Like I think Google, like I think Google professional suite or something is like $12 a month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their most expensive one, um, outside of going into like what they would call enterprise editions, is like 18 or something. Yeah. So, but, but now they do add up. So if you're paying a little, mm-hmm. little bit every month for hosting, for email, you know, for the state fees, you know, you could be up to a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. So you got a money that, and then you're, um, you're, we're talking about the customization business. So you're investing in a piece of equipment. Right. Um, so saying that, um, that's going to be what anywhere from a hundred to 500 a month. Yeah, that that's pretty good. I think, I think somewhere in there, I probably, if we looked our average customer spent about $300 a month. Okay. But so it's not by, you know, you can definitely start for a hundred, 150 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You could start for a hundred. You can, depends on the equipment you want to buy. If you're mm-hmm. buying more than one piece of equipment, which model you're getting. And that's why at, if you speak with someone at Coldesi, they'll guide you to that stuff. Yeah. yeah we yeah. just had, actually, we just had a meeting this morning um, with various people in management and sales, and they were discussing how they want to continue to educate fo- our sales folks. So they understand the different pieces of equipment and how to um, consult customers with the best piece of equipment. Yeah. For what, so, so, and that's, that's one of the powers that we've got, you know, the cold SE superpower is the ability to, to put you in the place that you need to be to match what you want to do with the right piece of equipment. Cause we don't sell just one thing. So, and I think it's great that the sales management brought up the idea that they wanted to make sure that um, the salespeople were getting continuing education on the different pieces of equipment, their capabilities, what matches together well. Thanks for bringing Models. that up. It's good. Yeah, all that stuff. So, so um, you'll have a piece of a, you know, you'll have to, you'll, so you want to add all this up. Right? Yeah. And don't, for, don't forget, I, I really like this last bullet point because I wouldn't have thought of it. And that's, you know, you've got to budget some money for, um, for samples. Right. Because people are always asking us for samples. I guarantee mm-hmm. they're going to ask you for them, especially if you don't meet them in person. Um, you know, you've got to set aside some money um, for screwing things up or practicing, as we like to call it. <laughs> uh, of practicing, you know, which is going to be maybe it's blank T-shirts or rolls of fabric that you that you work on. It's backings and thread or ink or transfer paper. You know, it's things like that. And it's also the items for testing. Mm-hmm. I know that Mark is always talking about the idea that, you know, you, you really need to just buy this shirt and test it before you sell something to a customer. Yeah. You know, or this just buy, like Coleman company doesn't have like uh, minimums. Yeah. You, you can know, buy for, one. yeah, you can buy one of something. So buy one. Yeah. No, I recognize you know, just, like you buy one shirt, right. And then you have to pay a shipping fee, you know, and most of these apparel warehouses all have like a little handling charge. So I'm not saying that it's like cheap or free, right? But if you're kind of budgeting all this together and you're going to say, I'm also going to put in X amount of dollars to have some sample t-shirts, some sample hats, 
Um, you're going to get a piece of equipment you don't know how to use. So you're going to have to have some blank shirts or hats that you're yeah. going to, you know, even if you, you know, are putting a design on the front and on the back and on the sleeve, then flipping it inside out and putting it on the inside too. But like, you've got to have materials to practice. If you're buying a digital heat effects pinner, you got to have, you're going to, you know, quote unquote, waste paper, right? Nobody considers when you're um, learning to drive, and you are going out in the car and, and practicing like yeah. driving in back roads or in neighborhoods, you know, or, 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 uh, you know, my dad taught me in, um, uh, the, the storage facility parking lot where we had a storage facility. So just up and down the aisles at like, at like two o'clock in the afternoon when nobody was there. Yeah. I like that. Anyway, nobody says that that's wasted gas. Yeah, that's funny. I was laughing as you started that story. I immediately got it. Nobody says you're wasting gas while you're learning to drive. Yeah. Um, but if you right use a piece of paper to learn how to use your t-shirt printer, oh my God. you feel like you're wasting paper, right? So, right. so, but this is all budgeted in. Um, and then we put testing in there too, you know, because there's going to be, somebody's going to say, Hey, can you do a hat? And you're going to say, I mean, I've seen a video on how to do a hat, but I've never done a hat. Yeah. So you're going to want to have a blank hat that you could just make, you know, um, because before you officially tell that customer, you can give them a dozen hats tomorrow, you should feel comfortable that you can make one pretty successfully. Yes. Agreed. And, you know, you can make this expense budget as involved or as simple as you want. You know, these are the things that kind of are focused on just the business, but it could be, you know, maybe it's a, maybe there's gas involved if you do deliveries or, you know, you could... Mm -hmm put your time in as part of your extent expense budget. So you kind of recognize how much time you're going to spend, or maybe there is advertising cost already because you know that you're going to spend a certain amount every month to be in the, um, on the local diner menu. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a school newsletter, or maybe yeah. you're, you advertise the dance studio wants $300 a month to put a little sign, you know, by the, by the entrance, whatever it might be. Um, what I would say is, this should be for this one specifically in this case, this is a bare minimum budget though. This is a bare minimum for me to stay in business budget because if you keep adding on the expense for the diner, good point. Yeah. The expense good for point. the diner, the expense for the advertisement, the expense for this, 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 you're going to put yourself at like $1,500 a month. And then yeah, you're, you're going to say, black yourself I can't out. afford to start that business. Yeah. Right. So this is like a minimum. This is a stay in business budget. Which so I so would I'm going to, I'm going to put you, um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, sure. Um, what would you say that number would be? Okay. Well, I'll just do math real quick then. Yep. Simple math. Um, I think you should have a basic website, which is going to be 20 bucks a month. Okay. After okay. it's made. Yep. After it's, yeah, after it's made. And, and honestly, you get something at Wix and if you can super, super simple, you can whip it up yourself, like simple. Yeah. Simple. simple. Okay. Um, 20 bucks a month. Okay. Um, email, uh, 15 bucks a month, right? This is like a Gmail business service or something like that. Okay. Um, or your website service might even offer that with it for an extra five bucks or something. Um, your state fees, which I'm just going to say is probably going to be something like uh, 10 bucks a month. 
Okay. Um, so now we're at 20, 30, 40. Yep. I said, 40 the, bucks. I said the email was, I'm going to put the email at 10 because I think it's a little more realistic. So website okay. 20, email 10, 30, 10 for the state, 40, a machine monthly payment. You said 300 was about the average. So we're at 340 um, and then money for samples, practice, et cetera. We could probably be pretty slim on that and just round it all up to 400. Okay. I, I like that idea with fluctuations, yeah. right? That's your, that's your regular budget, but I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. 400 so bucks a month. 400 bucks. And this is like, I, I am in bare bones business budget, right? Yeah. So now the next step for success, now that you've done that, is you budget, you budget money for no income coming in at all. Once That's you terrifying. have the number, That's 400, yeah. you need to work that into your current money that you have and income that you have coming in on a regular basis from whatever that is, your full-time job, retirement money, uh, uh, money and savings, you know, whatever yeah. it is, you need to be prepared to spend this money for an undetermined amount of time on a monthly basis. So basically imagine that you're going to buy a nice car for 400 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. You're going to put it in the garage. Yeah. You're not going to drive it. <laughs> you know, so that's got a, that that's a great way to um, to think about. You've got a monthly expense for a certain period of time to keep the business open, regardless of whether or not you leave that car in the garage or you take it around and drive it all the time. Yeah, that's going to be your minimum. That's going to be your minimum spend. Yeah, and how are you doing it? You know, it's like you cancel Netflix so you can get a business email address. Right. You stop going to Starbucks every day. Wait, now is that what happened to Netflix last week? Because Probably. I lost a crap load of money on that. Probably. <laughs> um, you stop buying Starbucks every day, then you can own a machine. Yeah. You eat out less. You don't eat out one less time a month. You yeah. take eating out down by once a month. So if you ate out five times a month, you eat out four times a month. Now you have a website. Eat out one less time. And now you've got enough money for samples and practice, right? Like this is... This is stuff like that, you know, yeah. by generic brand of something like that. I mean, this is all like very shoestring stuff um, and small and small business stuff. But if your dream is to really start this business and you want to get going and you've got to find 400 a month to get it going, this is this is how, different ways you can do it. Yeah. And and just let's let's point out and we're going to make this point a few times is it's not just for next month. It's for it's four hundred dollars a month for as long as you want that business to be open, mm -hmm. right? So it's not like you're just figuring out the sacrifices that you can make next month so you can get started. You know, you've got to really plan, like Mark Mark Vila said, to not make any money. Um, and if you can if you can do that, then I I I actually think that that should be near the top of the guaranteed uh, ways to be successful. Yeah. You know, is to really just plan on, Hey, this is what it's going to cost me to stay open and I'm going to stay open. Yeah. And here's how I'm going to stay open no matter what. Yeah. And, and, and this is now saying that I don't think it's a bad idea for anybody to jump in and say, I am going to make this business work. I have 90 days to do it. And if I don't, I'll, I'll fail. Right. If no. you choose to do that, then I mean, 
like kudos to you, you know, I mean, you're taking a leap of faith and you're going to hustle and, and plenty of people have success stories taking that leap of faith. This is a guaranteed success plan though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the difference. And, you so know, if- I got to tell you, there, there are people, there, there are, are people that are doing it this way because just in the Avance machine group, um, the other day, there was at least one person that was saying, you know what? I, I got the Avance and I got it like four months ago, but life got in the way and I haven't been able to touch it since. Mm-hmm. So now they're going through training and they're learning how to use it. If they had not been in the position where they could make that 400 bucks a month to keep things alive, then, um, you know, they would have, they would have had serious financial problems. You know, but they didn't. They just had to buy their time and wait until the timing was right. You know, again. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we've talked about plenty of times where you can, you know, in just recent episodes. Well, if your payment is three hundred, you need to sell thirty shirts, right? Yeah. That's the number that we've kind of said. Ten and bucks that, a shirt. A, it's a ten common. Bucks a you shirt. Know, if you make ten bucks a shirt, thirty shirts. So, so. But the when but really with this one, what we're what we're getting in here, this is the guaranteed plan for success. If you're not putting yourself on, I have to be successful by day 71 or I'm going to fail. If if you put yourself in a position to say, I don't as long as I want choose to keep this business open, I can keep it going. Yeah. And that's part of that's part of the, the guarantee for success. Right. And and um that's not always the case that exists, but if you can make it happen and if you can't make it happen, then I'll change things, right? You know, like change, change things. Just like I said, spend less money so you can have money budgeted aside. And then when you start making money, get Netflix again, if you want it, Yeah, start going to Starbucks to. every day. I mean, there's probably still nothing on, but you could, <laughs> yeah, you could, you, you could. could go back to those things. Right. You I could. mean, so, the, so, so, um, you so that's to, that's it, the budget. That's the budget for no income step. The budget for no income step is so you've got an idea, you know how much it's going to cost to keep that up and running at a bare minimum level, and then you're going to budget for no. You're going to budget that I'm going to keep this business at this bare minimum level, and then I'm going to do these next steps to make money. Oh, yes. I almost, almost lost my water. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the next step. Um, is planning your work time, man. I'm telling you, if you're, uh, if you're, you are a side hustler, like, like a true side hustler, you've got a, you've got an eight to five job that takes it out of you. And you've got, you know, one or two kids and they've got sports activities, then man, you really have to plan your time on when you're going to accomplish things. Because I've, I mean, I know two business owners, small business owners that are pretty successful, but they, I mean, they literally work all day and then three days a week, they're at like, you know, they're at highlight practice or soccer or tennis. And on the weekends they go camping once a month and they, you know, they've got, they've got a whole life Mm -hmm. and it's not like, you know, they have an entire three days a week that they're not doing anything, you know, you've got to hammer this stuff out. If this is what you want, you know, you've got to like, make sure that, you know, and, you know, planning this out, planning your work time and actually setting it aside, you know, is, is going to be key. 
because you can cut your expenses, you can do all that, all of that stuff, and you haven't used any of your time yet. And yeah. this is where that takes place. Yeah. And 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 the you've got to, you know, the number that we kind of wrote down here is you've got to find like five hours a week for the business. Yeah, which is which is is good and conservative at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a reasonable number to say, like you this is like the minimum thing you're gonna put into the business, and you've got to plan it and the time when you can, and it's gotta be relatively um unbreaking time, which means you're not going to, this isn't going to be something you're going to easily cancel. Right. Right. Just so like it, if you've committed it's to consistent like consistent and continuous blocks of time. Yeah. Consistent and continuous. If you've, if you've got your kid in uh, you know, baseball or something like that, every, every week you're going to practice and every week you're going to the game and you rarely miss one. Right. That's yeah. what this is too. You know, um, so it can be, um, you know, Tuesday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. before work starts, before school kids stuff. It could be, you know, Thursdays from 8 to 10 p.m. when everyone's in bed. Um, it could be just Saturdays in the morning. Yeah, for me, for me, it's Sundays in the morning. Sundays yeah. in the morning. Get up like it's a regular work day. And, you know, you work for three or four hours. And, and you, know, you find and your time. I, I'll tell you, I'm not great at this. I admit okay. it. Okay. I admit it. I'm not great at this, but I feel like I'm getting better. I'm getting better over time and I'm finding times that are good at this. This is not something that I'm great at. And, and it's a, you can have all your strength and weaknesses, right. And you recognize yeah, of them, course. But this is something that's important. If you particularly want to be successful, um, by the way, we've lost Mark's video for anybody watching this. Hopefully there we go. With us. Okay. There we for go. a minute, I was just the cold Essie Globe, which there I don't you mind. Uh, you can uh, watch us on YouTube if you're listening, by the way. Yeah. And you can see our hand gestures and Mark's cool Tampa artwork in the background. I, and I, and I, I, I make funny faces you know, yeah. during the <laughs> Mark Vila does close up magic. I don't talk about yeah. that a lot, but sometimes I'm quiet just because I can't believe he can do this. I've got a mini Rubik's Cube right here. He apparently created that out of thin air just while we were talking. So that's, <laughs> that was great. So uh, you've got to have some time budgeted for for the business and you got to do it every week. What this is going to allow you to do is that's going to allow you that above this, what was above this, right? Or the before this, I should say, was um, that you've got money that you're spending every month that, without income coming in yet. Right. This is what you're going to do to help make sure that that doesn't stay forever because that's not the goal, right? right? If you don't put in the time every week, then eventually uh, you will never make any money and that will just be a continuous expense forever. You know, you know what? I, I kind of wish now that you said five hours, I wish we had decided that $500 a month was the budget because now yeah. you, you know, five hours, $500, <laughs> you know, you could, but, you could divide, you could divide that up a little bit easier. We're going to just say 500. Okay. Okay. But well, honestly, like honestly though, uh, but the, the concern about saying that stuff too, is if you decided to um, just get a heat press, right. Yeah. As your business, you, um, I mean, you may be financing like 30 bucks a month. Yes, absolutely. You know? Right. So, so, and then all those up now you're at like a hundred or something like that to own a business. If you decided to buy a DTF printer, you might be at 1500 a month right. and you're probably going to, and, and, and your expenses, your other monthly expenses to maintain it are going to be a lot more. So maybe yeah. two grand a month, you know? So it's like you, but you find your space. Um, 
in addition to those scheduling like five hours or four hour or four or six, something like that, um, is you need like some floating time is what I would call it. Okay. You're going to need time where, um, this is every day, answer an email from a customer, reply to a text message, reply to a social comment. This, this might be like 10 minutes a day or less. But you just need to be planned for that because you don't want to be doing business with folks and your scheduled time is Tuesday morning for an hour, Thursday evening for two hours and Saturday morning for two hours. That's your five hours. And then somebody emails you Saturday at noon and you don't reply to them until Tuesday. Right. You, yeah, you won't yeah, yeah. get the business. But so but I do, to- but I do think it's okay to establish that um, you do have times that you're going to respond when you're talking to your customers. Yeah. You know, so someone fills out a request on your website or something, and maybe the thank you page says, hey, thanks for inquiring. Um, You can typically expect a call back from me at 12 o'clock or, you know, sometime between 11 and one, or um, I don't know about you, but first thing in the morning, if you want to talk at seven or eight o'clock in the morning, let's, let's jump on it. I like to start early. So you can, you can propose that you don't have to be like your phone isn't on fire when it rings. Mm -hmm. It's great if you can pick up, but you know, sometimes if you, you know, schedule, you're scheduling the side hustle around the rest of your life. It's a good idea to say, Oh, five o'clock noon, eight o'clock in the morning. That's when I check my emails and my texts and I respond to correspondence. Yep. And and it's it's also, if you're going to do like this floating time that say, let's, let's say it is, on Saturday, you're just going to float some more time Saturday night, like before yeah. you, you know, like in between dinner and, and, and having, you know, some beers with friends or something, you're going to float like just a quick email check. Yes. And you, you check the email. If somebody put in an inquiry on your website that says, Hey, I'm thinking about getting two dozen hats. You can also just reply and say, Hey, I wanted to let you know, I got this busy family weekend here, but um, I'm going to go ahead and, and follow up with you on Monday afternoon. I, I love that. And the, you know, you know, the, the other side of that is uh, I occasionally don't sleep well and I'm notorious uh, inside the company for waking up at like two 30 in the morning and sending everyone emails because I immediately go through my to-do list in my head is you can actually schedule your emails. So if you want oh, to, yeah, you're right. if mm-hmm. it's, if you, if it's after hours, you know, if you want to put the kids to bed and it's 10 o'clock at night, you want to spend two hours returning emails, you know, or something on those lines, you can write them all up and just go into Google or office and schedule them for delivery tomorrow morning. So you're not ending up having a long conversation until 1am about an order. Yeah, there you go. I think that that's, that's clever too, you know? Um, so uh, you've got scheduled time that you dedicate to the business. This is yes. like doing some marketing, doing uh, some w- work on your website, going into Google and posting stuff, going into social media and posting, you know, all, all that stuff. It's kind of just regular stuff you're going to do. Um, fulfilling orders, you know, you're going to do all your order work on thir- on Thursday evenings and Saturday mornings, you know, something yep. like that. Um, <clears throat> then, um, so it doesn't, then you have the floating time. It doesn't mean you're going to do it every day, but you're just going to know kind of mentally prepare like every day at lunch, I could just check my email real quick. Yeah. Or I can, somebody will want to, wants to schedule a call with me to chat. 
So I'll offer them, you know, the, these are time slots when I, when I can do that, when those show up. On, not on your, not on your, in the office company computer. You would do that on your mobile device would be my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, and then uh, uh, you'll also need to make sure that as far as time goes, you're going to need some like business hours availability to some degree. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are side hustling 6 to 8 a.m. and 8 to 10 p.m. because, you know, your family, kids are in bed, you know, it's not during your day job, nobody will interrupt you during those times. That's great. Nothing wrong with printing T-shirts from 6 to 8 a.m. every time, but you will have some clients that are going to want to talk to you at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon or noon or 5 p.m. So you're going to kind of want to prepare, how will I handle those situations? You know, and you can, Mark, you mentioned earlier, you know, hey, you can say to somebody, hey, my best time's super early in the morning, 7, 8 a.m. Are you, do you wake, wake up that early? I'm like, 50% of people at least are going to say, sure, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the number is, but, but plenty of like, yeah, that's fine by me. Um, if not, then when do you have uh, lunch breaks at work? Or can you take, can you take 15 minute breaks or can you call, do you commute on the ride home? Is that a good time? Or the ride in, is that a good time? But you're going to want to kind of mentally prepare for that. How am I going to handle people that want to talk to me during business hours? Yeah. I like that. That's a good, that's a good, um, that's a good point. All right. So we have a few more things to cover in like 10 or 15 minutes, I think. Yeah. So I think that um, it's because those are the things that, I mean, we're, we covered the things about getting into business, mm-hmm. right? And laying out the, the, the not failing part of the business and getting ready for customers. And now we're kind of over the hump and we're into starting to make money, right? So, and that is to, to create some, some realistic sales goals to get, your, to get your business to profitability. And what I think is, is, is you've got to work out and you could look up under one of the 57 ROI podcast that we've done so far yep. is um, if you use the rule of thumb, you're going to make $10 a shirt. Just make sure that you're going to at least do that. Now, you know how many shirts it's going to take you to be profitable because you know what your monthly expenses, your drop dead monthly expenses, stay in business are. How many shirts do you need to sell before you are at break even? If it's $500 a month, you're at 50 shirts a month. That means 51 shirts, you make 10 bucks. 60 shirts, you make a hundred bucks. You know, what, what's a realistic goal for you? Look at the customers that you, potential customers that you've got, the time that you can spend and, um, and figure out how many shirts you can sell. Yeah. And I think that this is a, just a great one. This is just, how do I get myself from taking, uh, investing my personal money to the business kind of quote unquote paying for itself? Yeah. And I've re- all this stuff is simple, but this is, just says how you do it. And, and, and there's always extenuating circumstances like meteors and stuff, but, but meteors. for the most part, this is kind of a basic concept, especially when you're just a really small business and it's just you and you're trying to get, you're trying to hit a dream. So you could quit the day job or, or have more money. And the, these are the steps you're going to do. So you don't fail. So you need to figure out what that number is to get yourself to profit. And then that's goal one. Yep. Right. Um, 
the next thing is, is I would say is you're, you've gotten to goal one and hopefully surpassed it because you're putting the work in, you're keeping the business going. And now you're to the point where maybe you're um, profiting 500 bucks a month. Yeah. After everything. Right. So yep. your expenses were 500 and you are making 500, right? So you put 500 in the bank. Um, don't empty the profits is the next step. I like that. The next don't step is not to do something like, yeah, yeah don't, um, don't spend all of that money. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is hard. I think at first, because you're working and you're putting in a good amount of work and you made $500 and you're like, dang, I've, I'm making, paying myself like five bucks an hour. This stinks. Like I would like to take that money. Yeah. But you're investing your time, right? Um, and uh, and you're investing your time to towards something else, right? So this is something that you're you're investing in this in you're investing in building something up that one day, you know, you're going to be making good money, right? And you're going to be paying yourself good a good profit out of this business. But in yeah. the beginning, I'm, when you're just getting to profitability, don't don't empty it all out. Yeah, and and you know it, it could be. I mean, what do I need to do to get to $50,000 a year. You know, am I, am I going to have to spend additional money to get to $50,000 a year in profit? You know, am I yeah. going to need more equipment? Am I going to need to invest in marketing? You know, so you're setting aside maybe half of your gross profit from your business. Once you start making money just for growth, like as you get started, I mean, eventually you could probably take it all, yeah. but uh, you know, for, for now, you know, start, I would start aggressively looking towards the future once you're in profit mode. Now I've got some money in my pocket. I've got 500 or $1,000. What can I do to turn that into $10,000 in sales? Yeah. You know, and then you listen to five more podcast episodes. There you go. <laughs> about, about Google advertising and about, you know, how to sell more and doing, you know, sales calls and all that stuff. So you really have, you really start to grow at that point. Yeah. And, and I think this is a great personal choice and what anyone wants to do with this, right? I think just the one key to guarantee success is you don't empty the profits because there yes. will be a time where you're going to wish you had a nice little bit of money for the business. And if you're just barely skating at a zero profit level, cause you're paying yourself all that money, you've got no money that you've put aside to take the next step. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, we literally, we know that you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Somebody, some, there could be a plague. Yeah. There sure. could be, you know, they, there could be um, uh, inflation that bothers people. You know, there could be something that happens with you or your family that you can't get back to the business in a little bit. Um, you could need an equipment repair that isn't covered under warranty. You know, having this war chest of cash because you're not spending all of your profits on yourself is incredibly powerful because it gives you safety to stay in business and it, you know, and it gives you the platform to grow. Yeah. If you're, if you're bringing in 500 a month and you're not touching it at all in six months, you've got $6,000 in your business bank account on a business that was a shoestring budget yeah. last year. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's a significantly different place to be in. And especially if you want to reinvest or something like that. Now, if you choose to take some money, you know, I just said, don't take more than half. Yeah. So maybe, Hey, I'm putting in this work every month. I would like to take, you know, my family out 
to like a pretty nice dinner once a month. Yeah. As a reward for the time I've put in this. So we're going to go out for a $200 steak dinner once a month because, and if you choose to do that, I mean, that's like, this is, this is all your dream. I guess that's the point you could do. Yeah. And, and this is one of the rare cases that Mark Villa and I are not going to judge you. Yeah. I don't I mean, care. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. We're, we're I mean, we'll, we'll judge you on a lot of different stuff. Just email <laughs> us and ask. Yeah. Um, this is one of them. You do, you do what you want. Yeah. You do what you want, right. which is great. Um, and then uh, the next one, which is about not judging really is yeah. you grow at your own pace. Yeah. Or not. Or not. This is you. There's no race. You're the only, the only person you're racing is yourself. Yeah. Um, you can't judge your success about other people in groups, Facebook groups or friends or family, you know, like, or whatever, whatever it is. If all you make is $500 profit a month from this business and you end up like putting in, you know, Hey, I put in like five hours a month to this thing now and I make 500 bucks and I'm kind of cool with that. Yeah. That's and the awesome. business stays for itself. You made 6,000 bucks this year. Yeah. And, and, and you've got it down to a science where you're not even putting in, you know, those five hours a week, you're down to five hours a month and that's all you do. And you took half, you take half the money out every year and you go on a vacation and you buy a new TV and a new grill with that three grand, you know, like um, every year, that's good. just nothing but TVs on every wall of the house. Yeah, every and year littering the backyard. Every year. <laughs> you know, well, you pay I'll, for, yeah. <clears throat> listen, I'll, I'll tell you there's, you know, we've got customers that do that do the whole range. We've got customers that have mil, you know, million dollar plus businesses, um, and they're extremely happy with that. And then we've got uh, customers that just kind of started because they wanted to make stuff for the friends and family and turn it into a little five hundred dollar profit center on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're into all of it. Yeah, right. We just- we support whatever that choice is as long as you make the choice. And yeah, don't let the choice be made for you. And if the goal is to get to 10 grand a month and you're still at 500 six months later because I hit a roadblock here and I hit this, you know, like, are you still in business? Yes. Yeah. You're not failing. Are you paying all the bills? Yes. You're still making 500 bucks a month. It's not much, but it's a side hustle. And you, you know, you're putting it and you still don't like that you're putting in 20 hours a month. And, but it's, and it's been six months and you're not there yet, but this is your pace, your, whatever choices you're making. And the reason why it's going slower is your own thing. You know, you got sick. Well, now I'm only putting in like an hour a week because I got a bad, I got, I, I, I injured my leg, whatever it is. Right. And, and you, you, you really have to be, have to be careful. I, I know from, from personal experience, um, there, there will be people around you who are not doing what you're doing. They're not pushing the side hustle and, and they'll, you know, they will occasionally just, you know, kick you in the kneecap for, for no reason. You're going to have, you know, that it'll just be no reason. Like, Oh, you've yeah. been doing that for so long. You suck. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not making yeah. any more money. Why are you yeah. wasting your time? Well, you know, I mean, because I'm trying to do something and you're not. So go watch Netflix. <laughs> there you go. Can I come over because I haven't finished Picard? Yeah. Or whatever. It is. Uh, uh, no, it's so true. And you just grow at your own pace and you just figure out how, whatever you need to do to talk to folks that are asking you, oh, you made a million bucks yet? You know? Yeah. Um, hey, I'm and on you can, pace. 
by the way, I just want to point out, and we're, we're going to wrap this up soon. I just yeah. wanted to point out that you can talk to Mark Vila or me. Oh, yeah. Like if you're, if you're, you know, um, if you're stuck, if you can't get past a certain point, if you've been at that $500 a month for longer than you think you should, you know, or you're looking for ways to grow, then, I mean, you know, you can send us an email, you know, we'll, we've hopped on a phone call or a zoom or something with uh, a bunch of people over the years, just to see if we can't troubleshoot a little bit and push you in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's kind of, part of this, you know, this podcast is, is getting folks going or helping them get in a place where they don't feel like that, you know, they've got this like drop dead time. If I don't get this thing by then, you know, this, this will help you get to that, get way past um, all of that and get yourself to a profitable business. And there's one last step. Yep. Um, so after you, you know, you're growing at your own pace and you just need to plan your next big steps. What are they? This is not what you do before you start. This is what you do, I don't know, every day while you're running your business because you're going to see okay. new things as you learn. You're going to see new opportunities. You're going to talk to clients that, um, oh gosh, here's, I just found a new niche market. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, but that niche market is going to require me to do this. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and so you're going to look for new growth opportunities. You're going to look to reach for more customers. You're going to, you, maybe you want to start going to fairs and farmers markets, you know? So what am I going to do? I'm going to plan for how much that's going to cost, how much, how much, uh, if I need to invest in some sort of like a, a tent or tables, Display. you know, you know, um, do I want to advertise online on Facebook? What, what, what is that going to cost me? How much am I want to plan for that? You just need to be planning the next your next steps. Yeah. And, and Always. keep, keep notes on it because, you know, it may be that 30% or half your customers are asking you for something that you don't sell yet. Yeah. You know, so, so maybe that's the next big step is, well, you know, I've had people got an embroidery machine. People have been asking me for, for printed t-shirts for a year or six months. You know, what is that step going to look like for me and how much am I going to make from it? You know, or, you know, maybe it's something completely different, like it's the marketing opportunity with going to a fair or you get um, you get introduced for to a purchasing agent for a school system. And they say, you know what, I really like the people that do our jerseys are terrible. Yeah. You know, you know, that's an opportunity. You want to write that down, see what it's going to take to to get to the other side and fulfill that chance and making more money and decide if that's your next big step. Mm -hmm. is in that direction. And, and I'll say this to kind of wrap up, you know, the next step and really just the whole thing is if you're doing all of these steps, you are probably going to fill up the time that you have to work with orders fast. Yes. Yeah. Fast. Like you, you're going to get to a point where you're like, I'm putting in five hours a week. I need to up that to 10 or I'm not going to be able to make any more money or grow. You know, you're going right. to fill up your order fast. You're going to fill up yeah. your machine quick. Um, so it's like, we talk about growing at your own pace and being, you know, stuck at this profit level for a short period of time. Like that's, those are all extenuating circumstance stuff. Regular folks who are dedicating time and asking for referrals and going out and looking for business and doing networking and following all the stuff we've talked, you know, the, the common story is, um, when you're doing all those steps is I, I'm too busy. 
you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to ruin, I don't want to ruin the whole point of this podcast, but yeah. we hear, I started making money my first month. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nin- but- 90 days, 90 days. My machine was paid off. You know, we hear stuff. We don't want to make it seem like you have to slow go it. Yeah. You know, but that's kind of the point is, is this is the safe, this is the, the reasonable, this is the guaranteed approach. success. The problem that I, that I have with, with this, with the stories of quick success and is um, there are potential points of failure that can happen. And if you are not prepared for that, Yes. By your money and your budgeting and kind of figuring out the time you're going to work and all this stuff. If you're not prepared for any of that stuff, then any hiccups you get will can lead you towards a failure. Yes. Agreed. Rather than just, you know what? I had a hiccup. I got stuck. Now I'm not, I'm still making only 500 bucks a month. Like I was in month two, I got stuck for three months because X, Y, Z, but I had planned out the money. So I was, I knew I could pay the bills. I planned out the work. So even though I got stuck on these other things, I was still putting in the work, even though I was kind of working, you know, catching myself up from mistakes, whatever it would be. That's how you remain successful and you remain in business rather than giving up. And yeah, even, you know, like I said, in the beginning, the the lady that had brought up the idea that she got her Avanci embroidery machine, but didn't touch it for three or four months because life got in the way. You know, that's, that's somebody that may have not gone through this process, but clearly had the resources planned out where, um, normal, normally people get angry with us about things like that. Yeah. You know, for, for no reason other than they, they couldn't accomplish what they wanted to in that period of time. So while, um, this, this is the way I do things personally, the way you've described Mark Vila, this is it. Like I only do things. I only embark on things that I 100% know that I can afford not to make money on money on at all. You know, so, so I can run the whole side hustle business. Doesn't cost me more than a few hundred bucks and I can keep it open for as long as I want to just ready for opportunities or until I can devote that time to making it successful. Yeah. And when you do have success, don't, don't be shy about it you know, and be ready for it to go pop. Because the other end of that is that um, you tell people that you've got this amazing side hustle, printing custom t-shirts, and you're making a crap load of money. You know, that success is going to bring people to you. They're going to, you know, it's going to be, Hey, you know what? I got a buddy, uh, a buddy of mine that's killing it in the custom t-shirt business. Oh, really? I need custom t-shirts and they want to do business with somebody that's successful. So, you know, you're going to be top of mind for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And um, this and I and I still just want to kind of throw it out there that I'm not discounting because um, this is not sorry, I'll, I'll say it differently. This podcast is specifically the guaranteed success plan for your side hustle. Yes. Guaranteed now, success plan, side hustle, side hustle. Right. Um, but um, pl- folks gamble and win money and folks gamble and lose money. And if you like to gamble, gamble, Uh, you know, so, so, and you could do the same thing with starting a business. You know, you could say, Hey, listen, I got 10 grand. I'm throwing it in and I need to make money in six months. I'm going to hustle my butt off and make money in six months. And if I don't do it, then I failed. Yeah. You know, and if you go into that one, that, that I don't have any problem with that plan either as uh, I'm not going to judge anybody for that either. 
but that's not what this podcast episode is about. That's why right. we're not discussing that stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. When we're not going to, we're not going to talk about the fact that, you know, every Easter I go to the hard rock cafe. Yeah. And I spend a couple of hundred bucks on slot machines knowing full well, I'm not going to win. <laughs> All right. So um, I love this episode. Thanks for coming up with it. Um, Mark Vila. This has been the guaranteed success plan, according to Mark Vila, for your side hustle <laughs> and, well, or and small business. <laughs> Mark Stevenson has no liability for the guarantee in this success plan, but I do support everything that we said here. Well, and, uh, and we'll wrap up by saying, here's why the above plan is guaranteed for success. Asterisk, not really, but it is. Um, uh, it, the plan changes a bit over time. Right. So we're not saying that the whole plan is like this is one thing. You know, there's a lot of of thinking about things and changing things and what are your plans going to be and learning. Um, you don't have like a budget drop dead time. So you're saying that, like, listen, it's going to cost me 300 bucks a month to own this business. I'm prepared to invest that until it works, whether yeah. it's 30 days or six months or 18 months. I'm going to do it. Um, the budget's not only money, but it's time. You're saying that before I'm doing, I'm spending True. five hours a week. Yep. And then uh, you start with a clear plan on what you're going to sell, who you're going to sell it to. So you kind of can wrap everything up. And if you're doing all those two things, you're going to have success and how big that goes and how great it is, you know, is a combination of how hard you work, how lucky you are, how good of a salesperson you are, um, all the other million other things that come in. Right. So like, good, good works. disclaimer. Good disclaimer. All right. This has been, uh, this has been Mark Stevenson and Mark Vila. You guys have a great um, guaranteed side hustle business. There you go. <laughs>